0: Welcome to the It's Possible podcast, where we tackle topics between life, business, and everything in between, and how we make it all possible, with your hosts, John and Amy. Let's take it away. All right, so we are back, and um, an awesome We just gotta get into it. Yeah, we no, run them time. Yeah, and yeah, we're jumping right into it. It's so an awesome talk topic that we ended on. So um, last podcast that we did uh, was episode 36. And it was um, like everybody needs a, what I, I think I labeled it as like we all need an accountability buddy. Yes. I think that's what I named the whole thing. And it took us a while, right? We gave you a bunch of background volcanoes, on volcanoes. My
1: insecurities about insecurities. travel.
0: But we ended. And so that was the first podcast back in a while. So if anybody has never done this type of a thing before. Um, is a little bit like, uh, riding a bike or doing something like if you haven't had practice, you can still speak, but it takes a little bit to get back into like the swing of things of like being organized. So we definitely were a little scatterbrained. Well, yeah, but it's yesterday. also
1: uncomfortable because it's like, I'm just speaking to right. you, but like, I have to monitor what I'm saying.
0: Nah. So that, you, I you think do what you don't, do. like
1: there is in the back of your mind that you know that you're speaking and it's not just my husband listening to it.
0: Right. But I think what we get when we do something really well or it's flowing is the whole point of this podcast was for us to record conversations we already were having. Well, the and basis the was, that, to, it
1: was to uh, to promote authenticity for our business well, it, within it, ourselves and that right. they're one and the same is that we practice what we preach, that we're not just these total sellouts that are hiding behind a bit like we... We, we try to do what we're talking about and we, we actively engage in certain things, right? In that right. it's, we're not cheesy. We're not putting on a face for the sake of a camera or for our business. It's right. that we, we, we- do
0: we do want to be able to show behind the curtain a little bit. It's a natural way for us to be able to share who we are. And while it's not always going to be, most of our conversations are going to be like, about family, or about what it, being parents, or being spouses, and things like that. It's not necessarily directly related to like we're not going to sh- help you understand how to manage your Gmail account, even though that stuff. But we it's get for our people business,
1: do business with people, and we're trying that are to real share, people that are real people, and, and that's, that's what goal. we're trying to show. Yeah, and anyway.
0: so but we were hitting our stride at the end um, of the previous podcast, and there was a topic that we hit on that I we both I didn't even talk to you about this, and you were like immediately social media. Etiquette. Etiquette. Right. And talking about the use of social media. And so we touched on this. And so I hit on a thing where I shared in the last podcast that I unfriended everyone. Right. And um and the reason is that I did it to recap is that it's I unfriended everybody on my Facebook except for the people that were people that we wanted to interact with directly that are either our clients who I want to be clients or are people that I interact with on a regular basis enough to where it wouldn't it wouldn't make sense to defriend them for you very much and this is important because I also it's a fine line of making sure everyone understands to where it's even though I have redesigned how I run my Facebook account mm-hmm. to optimize it to be successful for our business mm-hmm. it's still the stuff that I'm sharing or the people that I want to interact with it's still very genuine. Right. And because it's people can smell it if it's fake. Right. And so, this is also important because you didn't do that.
1: No, but I didn't do it. So, it's, it's convoluted, right? It, and it is still a conscious decision. The Facebook demographic, specifically, because I do most of the social media management for the business, right? right. The Facebook demographic is embodied, I am the persona for that.
0: Yeah, you um, are the, you know, the who, right? The
1: thirty, forty-year-old mom, right, that is too old for Instagram, and Snapchat, right? But new Facebook, like when back when you could only get an account if you had a college ID, WDU right?
0: Edu email,
1: right? And that's where that demographic lives, right? right? Now is grandma on Facebook for sure? Definitely, right? It's it's anybody that age and above, but like the 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 optimization for that platform is my demographic,
0: who yeah, it's, I it's am 30, and who I interact with. 30, 30, 30 years and, old and above.
1: And um, so part of that is strategic for me. I didn't completely revamp it for the business because a, you and I's position in the business is very different. And B, as far as my authenticity is I didn't feel you know, as right now, our niche is kind of gym owners, right? And, right. and dealing with that.
0: And trainers. And trainers mm-hmm. and dealing
1: with that kind of environment. And um, I'm learning that very well. And that's who we deal with. But you do 99% more of that um, interaction. And the, I'm kind of, you are very much the the front-facing person of that. And I get essentially assigned tasks, and I'm on the back end doing a lot of the building and the designing. Right. So for me, it was very important. I I have unfollowed a lot of people.
0: Sure, but not and, de unfriended. No, because that's a big difference. Right, right. But um, and 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 I don't want to I don't want to speak over. So the difference between unfriending and unfollowing. So if you defriend someone. And you're no longer their friend. It means that they can't see your stuff and you can't see their stuff. Unfollowing on Facebook is if you just don't want to see someone's stuff, yeah. you can unfollow them for a certain amount of time. You can unfollow them permanently. That's
1: why it's like snooze for 30 days. Right. Those types and it's just going to be yeah. things
0: where it's like, ah, I'm just getting a lot of them right now. Yeah, and I and and need I to don't. chill that out. right?
1: And um,
0: And it's not as public. Exactly. Or if you defriend somebody, if they were to, they're yeah. aware, yeah, like they're it's, aware. they they go to click on your account, like there's some butt hurt that could happen. Yeah, because you're no longer friends.
1: And for sure, I've had that happen too. I mean, there was a lot of people that again, I joined Facebook in 2004 when I got my .dot um, edu profile. So a lot right. of my friends from high school and then at college when I was at Indiana right. is that were my initial friends for sure are no longer my friends list because i literally haven't spoken to them in almost 20 years right um and that's okay but i for sure have unfollowed a lot of people and my timeline is specific to where most of the things i see are the people that i interact with frequently
0: yeah and that was a big deal of why we kind of talked about Whether you would optimize your Facebook profile, because it's all per the coaching, right? Right. We have a coach and and the coaching said, like, this is Facebook is not for fun. Facebook's for business. And
1: I felt for me, it was disingenuous to do so because I interact. And so much of that business relationship is tied to who I am Mm -hmm. and me being authentic. So I share a lot of things that are personal for us about our family right. and our lives. And I will share things about the business, but I don't do it nearly to the extent that you do. And But, but that's purposeful for me.
0: Right. And the reality is, is that part of our business is local.
1: Right. And that's and
0: very much the the politics of and staying with your finger on the pulse of, fostering families, those relationships that are yeah family friends right. or our kids have friends in those families right. and we have to stay it's, engaged. it's very much
1: a political move but i don't post very frequently and it's so funny because like you know my parents who both have facebook and who scroll through it like crazy don't have nearly the amount of friends right and back in the day with live journal in myspace like how many friends you had really mattered
0: or still i think people still feel like right and for
1: and it's so funny to see it happen with that generation where where it's like the amount of friends matters Mm -hmm. but they don't have that many people that they follow so they see my stuff the second it, it comes about and sometimes I'll get comments from like, well, you don't share anything anymore. And it's like, because I'm so busy running social media for other people right? that I, I very rarely get on Facebook to mindlessly scroll.
0: Well, and, and the, the reality is, is that if you only have so many friends, that means they like, and if you scroll, I'm I, based off of what I've seen through our own personal experience. They have to be scrolling through their news feed of limited people
1: fifteen times a day.
0: Oh, I was, I was going to say more than that yeah. because they, it's pretty much any time that they're sitting, yeah, they're on the phone, and that's so, and that's a, and that's one of the other things that so yes, so that on that topic kind of leads us into like that behavior. So the idea is that as we've watched the future, the previous generations have always kind of anyone that's been let's say 20 years our senior Mm -hmm. which is essentially my you know my parents Mm -hmm. is they have always been really apt to point out where it's like you you kids always on your phones your nose is in your phone Mm -hmm. you bring your phone to the dinner table like Mm -hmm. i remember there were such big fights and arguments when phones first appeared about like The etiquette of having a phone.
1: And our generation was the first generation. And I think it's important because you're 30 what?
0: Two. I was born in 88.
1: So I'm 34. Okay. So when we first started getting phones, like this was when Nextel was coming out. We're like, you had the family phone. Right. Because I remember we had a Nokia phone that my brother and I had to share because we were in high school. So, and we were both driving. So, it was whoever was going out. We'd have to take turns on who got the phone right. to let mom and dad know what right. was going on. There was no texting. Of course, there's no internet. There was no, no, none of that. It was truly just a phone. And, but our generation was the first to see that progression of what phones became. Oh, they definitely. started off as, as literally just a, a tiny little phone to now you have a family plan and multiple members have a phone to. It becoming a small computer to like this, you know, this, this essential progression to be what it is today and all the problems that come with it. And for sure, the idea of no phones at the dinner table, you, you're you addicted to your phone. You can't live without it. And, and, and that generation being very, very particular to point out the way that we kids can't cope with.
0: Well, yeah. And just don't participate appropriately in social situations. Yes. And this is where we're starting to see um, the coin. Yeah. It's starting to flip. Right. And the reason why it flips is that there, while we've been raised at um, navigating really all everything horrible that can come from having 100% access either to the internet or having our phones on us 100% of the time and being able to be reachable or reach other people and communicate in that way is that there's been an emphasis for so long of how How do you speak to your teachers, Mm -hmm. right? I used to have this conversation as a principal to students all the time is that it's how you speak in how you talk and how you address a teacher Mm -hmm. is going to be different than how you speak and address your friends.
1: Which seems like common sense. It
0: seems like common sense, but it's obviously it's not get taught. But I remember Mm -hmm. being taught that thing, right? It's that it's you have to understand your audience, you have to understand how you speak. And, 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 and sorry.
1: I and I was taught that at a very early age just by osmosis. I think from my parents having a business. Right. And witnessing behaviors and the way that my parents would respond to the way that, you know, I would cure all the time of see what that just what just happened there. Don't do that. Or even if they never had to outright say it to me, I would be able to see the consequences of that type of behavior and how it was perceived by adults, so I learned very early on
0: yeah and and I don't think I ever was taught or definitely um i I don't think it was an ever th- something that was um taught to me, but I remember consciously seeing it and hearing it and liking the formality of it mm-hmm. and or uh, of it being a formal way of doing it, so like the yes, ma'am, mm-hmm. yes, sir. That's not something that's from Southern California. Mm-hmm. So it definitely got me a nickname of um, big country mm-hmm. was the nickname that I had in high school. And everyone always felt like I had some type of an accent that I probably picked up from my dad because he has a very – he has lots of old-timey words. And mm-hmm. being from Utah, there's definitely an accent that comes from folks that are from there that's not a stereotypical
1: – Catch-up, apparently. Right.
0: There's lots of things, like, right? A lot goofy. of silly phrases yeah. that are just like w- like cool whip, right? those. Yeah. All those types of things that definitely are unique, right? And so I had that nickname, but I also appreciated the formalness of some of that language. Certainly, if you have ever, um, if you have ever tried to learn another language, English does not play as well as making it to where there's always right in Spanish or in German. There's a formal you, mm-hmm. yeah, formal you, U- and yeah, all those things, right? That um, is a very big deal yeah. of how you actually the words are literally different of how you address somebody in a formal way. And mm-hmm. that's not so. So all, all the whole point is that all of these examples of how you handle yourself in these different social situations that we all know it's you don't talk religion or politics when you're at the dinner table. Yeah. Right. It's um I mean, my family didn't participate in it. it's one of the things that I appreciated most, but it was any topic was allowed At a dinner table. But
1: when you, and and with family interactions, it's a little different. But if you are, if you are.
0: Out in public. Yeah.
1: And see, we were taught this. We were taught this in hygiene school. And of course, I was taught this with my parents, again, having a business. But it's, I remember like our our older teachers in hygiene school sitting us down because we're, you know, 99% girls and women, right? right, Young women. Where at this point, I was in hygiene school when I was 19, right? Mm -hmm. Of them having to sit us down and be like, don't dress like a hooker. When you're going to Walmart, you are now entering a profession, whether you like it or not, where you are going to be representing dental offices, which represent the community. Right. And the patients that you are going to build a relationship with, you're going to see outside of the dental office. So your actions matter because they represent who you work for and your community.
0: And that's where I think it these lines are getting blurred. And for those of us that are um, th- this particular generation, which is we're the, we're the older, we're the older section of the millennial generation. Mm-hmm. And so as that we've grown up learning that your social interactions, right? How we interact with one another on um, social media is, or on the internet or on a phone, through text message, all those things, we are hyper aware of things being permanent.
1: Yeah, well, and I think because we were the first ones to witness people our age and a little younger getting snake bitten, where it's you yeah, know, we, we all.
0: I mean, I, yes, go ahead. Yeah. So we all know someone that has had just horrible experiences, whether it is, um, sexing someone. Like we all know somebody that has sent either a dick pic or sent naked photos of themselves to someone. We all know somebody that has not gotten a job or didn't get into school because of what their profile was public on their profile.
1: That was going to say, yeah, but we, you know, whether you've seen it on Dr. Phil on the news or you've known somebody personally is our generation is the first to understand that your references are not the most important thing no. on your, if you're someone's looking at your resume or your CV, just as important as it is, as that is, is your, your social media profiles. Right. You will be Googled by the person that you are applying to work for. Right. They will look at your LinkedIn page, your Facebook page, your Instagram page, all of it.
0: And so what we're seeing happen is all these folks that have never had to navigate the fact that, you're in the privacy of your own home and this is what this is why this is hard to navigate
1: well because there's a disconnection well
0: it's because well yeah because it's i'm I'm at my computer i'm on my phone i'm having conversations in my in private i don't have an audience in front of me and what people don't understand what they don't realize is that when they post something they're no longer while they may be alone in their home Everyone can see that and what they want. And so it causes this blurred line of, I'm allowed to say what I want. It's my Facebook profile. And they don't understand.
1: It's the implications of what that means.
0: Well, what you're doing is the equivalent of standing out on the corner. and And shouting whatever crazy thought that you have and and there's gonna be repercussions
1: and it's so funny because everybody again loves to shit all over the kids for doing this it's like well you know you better be careful what you write and what you you put in those texts because that's can come back to haunt you and it's like what the hell do you think that you're doing meanwhile
0: on facebook on
1: facebook and we for me i saw this overwhelmingly during the election this past year totally with massive political divide and controversy and people, of course, I'm not going to name names, but there was a, a lot of people right, that are professionals in this community mm-hmm. that I interact with on a daily basis that. Seem to have, and again, I don't believe that they're doing it maliciously. I truly believe that there is no connection in their brain because they're thinking it, right? And and for some reason, whatever, whatever social media has done to our brains, whatever chemical response occurs, that and I was talking to you about this in the beginning is the same idea where it's like nobody gives a shit what you ate for dinner, Karen. Right. It's that idea, but it's. Karen still posts the picture of her filleted codfish with the black truffled tapenade because it's this assumption that I'm posting this out there because mm-hmm. she needs that chemical fix of how many eyes pay attention to it. But it's like now this assumption that we have been trained that people give a shit about what we have to say.
0: It goes a whole nother level deeper though now because now it's not just sharing your your salmon tapenade example yes now there's another person that then feels motivated to then comment on your photo Mm -hmm. to let you know that you're a fish murderer oh that you murder fish and so and so there's this weird thing where it's going to be that because you have an opinion you now have a right to share it, which you are more than allowed to share your opinion.
1: But never before, because there have been unspoken societal norms that it's, and it's what my my dad's favorite saying since I was a wee child was opinions are like assholes. Everybody has one. Right. And they all stink. And they all stink. Mm -hmm. Right. And that it's, For some reason, there were unspoken societal norms that you understood when you're interacting face to face with people that whether or not you think it, you should not say it right now.
0: Because there's a repercussion and this is where the biggest disconnect is, is that keyboard warriors or people that feel empowered, they don't have to stand there. And risk what happens next because they are protected. And it's,
1: it's not even a physical altercation. But there's it's always just, that
0: chance there's that always someone's that chance, going to but get. But like
1: we have just been great because we are societal beings. Right. That instead of interacting as humans the way that we have since the beginning of time. Yeah. That we have decided to isolate ourselves but still try to connect but only do it in a contentious, mm-hmm. angered way. And it's so confusing because there were, there would always be repercussions.
0: You're going to get, if you say something really, really shitty to someone. You're going to get punched in the mouth.
1: Or there's there's going to be other repercussions. There's going to be social isolation. There's going to be an exchange of words back to you that is like, well, sticks and stones don't break my word, bones, but words will never hurt me is bullshit. And everybody knows that because there would be some sort of repercussion. Right. Whether it's physical, whether it's emotional, whether it's mental, whether it's through isolation, whatever it is, right? Right. If you were a crazy person, your ass would just get killed or exiled. Right. And...
0: And now what ends up being something that can be really positive, which we touched on in the last episode, was the beauty of the internet is that you can find people that are just like you and be Mm. able to come together and have community.
1: It can be used for very good. Or. Right. But it's like all these exiled people instead of facing the repercussions of them not adhering to social norms
0: mm-hmm.
1: now they just go and it's like they terrorize everybody else's tribe
0: but that's it and that's and, it, and that's where the the misconception or what is being sold are these voices these voices there there's not a large amount of this voice they're just loud mm-hmm. they're just the loudest and everyone know and this is what's so crazy is that You, we allow ourselves to get so bent out of shape on this topic, but it's, we all know the saying, which is the 1% takes up 99% of your time. And right now we are giving as a society and culturally and and in our own brains, we are giving the 1%, 99% of our attention and power. So if it bleeds, it leads is that these people are so crazy. So we're going to give them a platform to continue to be crazy or we let them hijack our day and you allow all of these things to just totally take over and what we're misunderstanding is that it's you as the user are giving the power to that person right you're giving the power to those groups and people are into they're in for a rude rude awakening Assuming that if they change platforms, <laughs> that that's somehow going to make a difference. It's how you use the thing
1: but it's it's that matters. But for me, I don't know if it like runs deep. I don't know what it is, but it's so many people that got upset about Facebook and have left and have now gone to parlor or whatever it is. And
0: let's address it really quick, like a 30-second recap, is the reason people are... Um, fleeing or or rats off the ship when it comes to facebook twitter instagram youtube is due to the censorship issue right there's not a question about whether that's real or not it's 100% real Mm -hmm. and these platforms that are being ran by these large large companies out of california
1: are very left are
0: ultra left-wing leaning and they punish
1: those who have a different opinion
0: are for sure. 100% are punishing the conservative voices that are out right. there and it's not the same. Right. And so that's where people are, are saying we got to bail. But the issue is, is the, the thing at the its core of what's making people so furious is that it's this censorship that's happening.
1: But it's like, if people are pissed, oh, go ahead. Sorry.
0: No, it's okay. It's just it's that the censorship that's happening, but at the end of the day, Why, (laughs) what is it that you feel so motivated and so entitled to share that it matters?
1: And that's my point. And that for me is exactly what it is, is that for some reason, social media has changed humanity into feeling this sense of empowerment that you need to go to another platform to speak your voice. Like,
0: I want to be able to tell people that margarine is made from plastic. yeah. Yeah, but that's not true, though. Yeah, what do you mean? What? No, yes, it is. It's in this meme.
1: Yeah, and that, and that. And it's like, it's, come on now. And now, if, if twenty twenty again has done anything, it is highlighted just how quickly false information can spread like wildfire.
0: And the argument both, of what's uh, false information uh, right, and, and what's both, not.
1: Yeah, on both ends of the spectrum, it's it's just it's crazy. No, no matter what's side you lean toward is there for sure is bias on both end of the spectrum to a, a, a degree that is perpetuated that is just damaging to our society and we are now reaping the repercussions of that because we're seeing it firsthand right just how much damage can be done
0: but what's so and, go ahead sorry you finish
1: no you're fine go
0: no it's just is it's but it's it's this misuse of. Or of the of in my opinion of the platform, platform. itself.
1: Yeah, and that's exactly what I was going to say. Is
0: that it's just it's it's not supposed to be a news source. No, the Daily it, Show. It, yeah. And, uh, Real Time with Bill Maher, and um, John All. They're not supposed to be your news source. No. Social media was a Facebook was a dating app.
1: It was a college interaction
0: It was a interface. college dating app. It was not a dating app. For Harvard. App. At, look it up, man. Harvard, they set it up so that they could Facebook, so that they could end up getting everybody's Maybe. faces in. For sure. So you could see everybody. It, it was just an app to be able to connect with other college co-eds. Well,
1: and for sure, that's what it was. Is When you were in college, the second you got your .edu email, you would connect with other people that were at your college so that you could get together and do and college study, I'm do sure. college related right. things. But
0: my point is, is it has evolved, right? And the issue is, is that it's turning into a large table. It's it's turning into Thanksgiving dinner. To yeah. where it's... Uh, what is it? It's not the family stone. There's a great movie with Robert Downey Jr. when he's really young. And he plays... And he's gay. He plays a gay character. And uh, the the horse lady from Sex in the City.
1: Oh, uh, Sarah so Jessica, Jessica Parker, Parker.
0: So she's also in it, I think. And it's a great movie. To where it's just brutal. Where, like, the family comes together. All these people come together. And they all fucking hate each other. And it's awful. And it's a great movie. How they Sounds portray annoying. everything. Right. Right? And the reality is, is that that's what it's turned into because that's what people do at the end of the day is that they all of a sudden feel empowered because they're with the privacy of their families to share craziness, but, and right. we normally had to tolerate that. But that's where all of a sudden news was shared at those Thanksgiving dinner tables where someone's like says something insane. Well, it's
1: always like Uncle Rico that's right. talking <laughs> right. about
0: right, exactly
1: Trump's latest whatever, and it just spouts off a fire of.
0: Of just insanity. And then everybody's going to get into an argument. And the problem is is that has been, of course, that's what it was going to become. Because if social media, if that's what it was built to do, which is just allow people to share craziness, these generations have lost the idea of like the don't drunk text. Yeah. And it's the reason why that's always the joke at Thanksgiving dinner is that someone's aunt or uncle is going to drink too much and off they go into politics and it's going to hijack everything and it makes it awesome. But the reality is, is that it's we are we are making it something way way more than it should be. Is that these social media places are now all of a sudden a news source, and now everyone's getting butt hurt about fake shit being shared right. or insanity being shared. It's like, listen, folks, this is what people have done forever. Right. So stop, assu- stop pretending like it should have been anything more than what it is.
1: Right. for for And it's two different arguments, right? It's the fact that the platform itself is becoming that, which your argument is that it's inevitable, which of I course. agree with. And the idea that what's being shared, whether it's factual or not, because now we have reached a level in our country that there is... Such division on what truth even means.
0: And whether it's even
1: matters. And that's a problem. Of course. And so that's two different conversations. On like whether or not you should have allowed the platform itself to become what it is. Versus the things that are being shared. Should there be censorship about if crazy shit is being allowed to be perpetuated. Because it has been allowed on Facebook. Mm -hmm. It has obviously led to the situation that we are in right now. Right, And,
0: and so, but, yeah, go ahead.
1: Uh, you know, it's, it's, so w- what do you do about it? Right. Is ultimately.
0: People think that it's going to be, so they, they flee. They think that they need to go to a different platform and try which, this, that or the other, which it, will, will solve the problem momentarily.
1: But all until, you're doing mm-hmm. is then surrounding purposefully Surrounding yourself with people that are only gonna agree, and continue to feed the neuroses mm-hmm. of—that's what I just don't understand. Is—is is to me, and I, again, without sounding like a prudish bitch, right? But like honors English senior year, if you could get to honors English, that you we were allowed to have very very controversial. Sure. open discussions through a Socratic seminar method mm-hmm. that would allow differing and encourage differing opinion to be openly discussed right. on both ends of the spectrum. And because, it, and because it was honors English is before then you had like your, your state standard guides of these texts and this is what you need to learn or whatever. But honors English was so different because of that fact. Mm -hmm. and for some reason as a society not enough people could get to that level to be able to have a freaking honest discussion with differing opinions Mm -hmm. and maybe not not always reach a consensus but still have a respect for the other person that's saying something that they don't agree with and we have now... By going to platforms that obviously by by just watching Fox News or just watching MSNBC, mm-hmm. you are per- about
0: any, other any of the mainstream,
1: any of them, yeah. right? You are purposefully surrounding yourself with one biased version of the truth. Ultimately, right? Is because right. there is what is truth is like I said is the question of this year: who is right, who is wrong, what is truth, for what is false, right? And you're just, you're fueling one side of an argument. And the, you know, and this sounds unbelievably cheesy and goofy, but it's like, if you want to promote meaningful change, Mm -hmm. if you want society to get better, you don't want it to be completely dominated by one specific opinion, demographic group of people, period. Correct. The best way to do it is to allow your your foes, the people that look different than you, that act different than you, that engage in different activities than you, that, heaven forbid, have a different religion or completely different political opinion than you. Those are the people that you want at your table. Right. So that you can understand sides of arguments and per- perspectives that you don't see.
0: But what do you need? I agree with you completely. But what do you need... What do you think, in your opinion, what do you think the number one thing is that is required to be able to understand someone that is at the table with you to understand their perspective or their point of view? Like, what's the number one thing that is required for that to happen? What do you need? Compassion. Sure.
1: Patience. I don't, I don't know the answer. It's You have to have a willingness. You ha- Humility. If I have to pick one thing, I would say humility is you have to be humble enough to recognize that you are not the most important person in the world, that people live different lives. They have different outlooks. They have different circumstances and different experiences. And whether you think it's right or wrong, you need to be humble enough and back the fuck off enough Mm -hmm. to allow yourself to be open to a different voice well, we're not we, saying you have to agree with it yeah we, it may be all sorts of out in left field crazy
0: well yeah if you already have made a decision
1: right that, it, but like if you
0: ask a question that you've already made the decision on what the answer is
1: then you're a narcissistic fuck
0: but i think that's majority of the people though. and
1: that's the problem is people need to realize because it's like the, you know the the hashtag we're all in this together right the bullshit from 2020 right is if you take a cheesy perspective of that because for some reason this year we have, and, and, whether it's we're all in our goddamn houses or whatever, is we're a hell of a lot more isolated and just immersed in our own bullshit, Yeah, is that it's we are, I am no more important than any other person that is on our street, is in our neighborhood, is in our city, is in our anywhere, any, anybody. I, I am no more important than any other person in the world and too many people have this air about them now that their opinion, for some reason, needs to be the loudest, is right. the most important, and in their own mind is the most agreed upon. And people now perpetuate that via social media. Mm-hmm. And that's a problem. So if, again, if to answer your question, if you have to have one thing, it's humility. You need to recognize that even on the crazy side of just the antithesis of what you feel, mm-hmm. that if someone feels just as strongly on the other side, there has to be some element of, of merit within them. Yeah. It's just because their experience is different. And you have to be humble enough to recognize that other people are valid too.
0: Yeah. My answer would is that you need time you we need you need time time is the most important factor when you're interacting with other people especially if they share differing opinions than you and that is what we feel like we have less of nowadays and that That's is what is rewarded the least just look at our viral culture look at how important it is um how how short the attention spans are being claimed to be and how the idea is that we already make a judgment call on someone or something we're reading in under a second mm-hmm. right if you look at a web page it's under a second that your brain is going to decide whether you want to stay there or you want to leave and that's before you even read anything mm-hmm. and so the reality is is that all we get from sides we agree with sides the stuff that you agree with it's being shown to you through the algorithms Because it already knows you agree with it.
1: And if you don't recognize that, that, then that's a problem. Exactly, And that is for sure fuel the the situation that we're all in now. Is people thinking that what they're seeing is the
0: complete story. Right. And And so what you end up seeing then is that if you see something that you disagree with, a lot of times it's going to be done through a lens of someone that you agree with you're seeing their take on that other or the other person, that topic of someone that you disliked. So right, like it's if you are anti-abortion mm-hmm. and therefore all of your stuff is always that's going to come across or people that share that same view. If there is a pro-abortion thing or an abortion topic that's going to be shared, it's going to be shared from a anti-abortion perspective. Right. Right. What's what is most important and why my answer is time is that because of the viral nature of the thing and because of the fact that it's only going to put in front of you what you already agree with there is no value for the algorithm to keep you on to say here's a 3-hour dissertation of this topic that you can just listen to and be able to understand better and one of the awesome interviews that I I can't remember where I heard it first it may have been on Joe Rogan but it was the dude that's the is the um, he's the black dude that has been was playing jazz forever and has has flipped like whatever hundreds of KKK members and have helped them leave the clan. So it's this dude that's amazing and he has all of these KKK robes from former big time clansmen that he literally just talks to him, has a dialogue. So he's playing music and the, you know, one of the dudes is like, I'm, you know, I've never seen somebody like you that can play like that. And instead of getting offended, what's the dude do? He has a conversation with him. And in like a year's time, the dude, the the white guy leaves the clan and it's just because he was willing to sit down and he breaks through all the barriers of whatever those preconceived notions were That the Klansman had about him because he was black, Mm -hmm. that it gets essentially gets wiped away through time and willingness to sit and have a dialogue and just discuss and not get offended.
1: And humility. No doubt. There has to be some
0: play there. But it's, it's, that's where for me it's, and this is, and I think this is the greatest lie. The greatest lie that is being told to us right now is that we don't have time. You're overwhelmed, mm-hmm. you're stressed, and you need everything faster, faster, faster.
1: And it's this martyr syndrome that it's, especially for moms, that it's, you have to put on the persona that you don't have time, which right. moms don't mm-hmm. anyway. But like, heaven forbid mom takes time for herself to do anything that you're not doing a good enough job.
0: Right, right. But you know what the most popular podcast is in the world? Joe Rogan. Joe Rogan. Do you realize that he has episodes that are six hours long? Well, that dude. One single episode. Six hours. I think it's... The, and and that's not... And he has multiple, many, like definitely more than ten right. that are over four hours long.
1: I would love to have his life.
0: But my point being is that the cell has always been shorter, shorter, shorter. shorter. Attention spans are nothing. you got to get in, get out, and because people are going to be going. And the reality is, is that... Long-form discussions, people will listen.
1: Because it's what is missing in our society.
0: And that's exactly it. And so it's, it is that if the algorithm doesn't benefit the long-form discussion, then stop having those discussions that require a different platform. Right now, it's, it doesn't reward it. So but- stop trying to have complex super ultra complex and nuanced discussion inside of a place that only allows a picture or only allow an in Instagram. And that,
1: that rewards outrage culture. Exactly.
0: So that, instead that it's
1: clickbait. Right. So it,
0: use the platform better. It's the idea that you're trying to like, it's you're mad, <laughs> you're mad at your screwdriver because it cannot hammer the nail the way you want it to. Yeah. You're just using the tool wrong. Yeah. And so that, not because we're over, well over time and our kids are going to tear apart the house. But I think the thing that we wanted to close it with was the idea of what is like the solution that then be able to give to this. And it's get a better understanding of how you're using these tools. Mm -hmm. And if you can't use it, if you cannot use it correctly and you need to be put, then go put yourself in timeout and get out of there.
1: Yeah. Is if you know it's if you're so accustomed to writing your feelings, then go back to like an old school goddamn life journal. Get a blog. Exactly. Get you know it's. It- first of all, it'll be into that perspective is absolutely true. And I think that that's why podcasts have flown through the roof is because people have missed conversation. Right. And they feel a connection to these stories that are being shared just by human nature, because, because that's, that's in a world of isolation and loneliness is that, we can connect through people with people through their stories and you can't do that on a facebook and instagram platform
0: no nope. and you can't do it on the uh, on and you can't do it um, in
1: 140 characters or less
0: exactly or even in a in mainstream media does not right it's because you have you have advertisers and you have so many things that are at play age. right but
1: it's i think that that's why podcasts have exploded and it'll be interesting to see what platforms will develop to foster this type of meaningful connection and relationship. That is how we will change because it's obviously 2020 has pushed us and accelerated us into the digital world even more as a way to connect when we are being forced to isolate. Mm -hmm. But it'll be interesting to see what platforms will develop that will allow us to have meaningful connection that will take us back to our human nature
0: Mm -hmm.
1: as opposed to ripping it out of us. Right. And causing us to be each other's at each other's throat, so in the meantime, while social media is still king, right? in terms right. of where we get our news, how we interact with people, whatever
0: well, <laughs> it's 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 start start to realize what you're using it for is stop using Facebook for your news. yes, stop that.
1: That's number one, yeah, that's the most important. Number two, stop mindlessly scrolling, yeah, and pay attention to what kind of feeds you're getting. If the feeds that you are getting are upsetting you, then simply unfollow those people or, or unfriend those people or snooze those. Go ahead.
0: Use, use the algorithm to your advantage. Yes. Is do this test, go to YouTube and start searching something that makes you happy. Mm -hmm. Cats, search cats, search manatees, whatever it is that's going to make you happy. Search hot rod cars. And watch the algorithm go to work. Mm-hmm. From then on, if all you do is use YouTube to search that one topic, go down the rabbit hole that YouTube then provides you, which is going to be nothing but videos on that topic that makes you happy. Mm-hmm. And then when you come back. Back to Facebook watch the algorithm work google folks google
1: something that is disgusting or horrible and you will get
0: you're going to get ads you're going to get these things and and it, here's one of the most evil jokes and you have to understand it, how true this is is that it's if you want your spouse or your significant other or you want someone to buy you something for christmas yeah. just talk about it to their phone well, without them sure-
1: for sure we had this the other day when right. we were, you said, Amy, I think I need to make an eye appointment.
0: Right. So America's I booked best. you an
1: appointment online and within two minutes you got sponsored ads on your Facebook. Right. And you were not logged into Facebook, nor did you search that topic on your phone. Right. It was two it was separate un- devices. It was two separate devices. Right. And so for sure- they're apps, they absolutely are listening.
0: So, so understand, but understand that fact. And if you don't like that, then go fucking get rid of your phone. Like yeah. it's, you, there's some things you're going to have to accept that are true. Yeah. But then use it to your advantage. Yeah. Is don't have that be the place where you're going to get outraged or don't, or just don't be surprised by it. Yeah. And start defriending, just defriend and get rid of those things because the, here's the reality this is going to be shocking. You are still allowed to be friends with people and not be friends with them on Facebook. I know.
1: It's blasphemous. You're allowed
0: to like call people. Um, you're yeah. allowed to have their phone numbers and you're allowed well, to call them with a the phone. You're allowed to do all sorts of things that that are borderline, like is you know, I mean, obviously stay socially distanced. Right. But you're allowed to interact with, with people, people right. and be human. And yeah. And it doesn't have to be through this crazy lens that for some reason we've accepted as being normal to where it's if you want to listen to Trump. You want to listen to Bernie. Yeah. You want to, you're want? you not going to get to the core of who these dudes are mm-hmm. by listening to seven second clips that were taken out of context. Yeah. That were put on social media or were put on mainstream media. That were
1: put on there for hopes of perpetuation of for, it going viral and or, being shared. Exactly. Like or,
0: or serving a greater... Bias. Right? Or it's that whatever the advertiser is and whatever those things are, there's so many things at play to where just have the conversation with them. Allow them to be able to – if you want to hear Bernie Sanders speak intelligently, go listen to the three-hour episode he did with Rogan. Right. Because you at least now get to ask the questions – Right, or and just it, hear and what's the same, making them tick, right,
1: and it's the same on the other end of the spectrum. Is is we know that the media is big business, and we know right. that outrage culture is if it if it bleeds, it leads. Right? Is right. that outrage culture is what sells, and you have to understand that. And for some reason, it seems like our generation, and again, I think it's because we were the first to see to have these platforms and then see the progression of these platforms whereas our parents and our grandparents have come in later in the game mm-hmm. but it seems to be that they the, those demographics and those generations are are usually the worst perpetuators of sharing these sharing these 3 second clips and sharing these outrage bits and sharing right. these things that it's like are you serious Right. Like, think about this for two seconds before you share it. It's clearly doctored. It's clearly not the whole clip. It's clearly taken out of context. But it feeds their narrative, and they don't understand how these algorithms are working against them.
0: Right. That All are causing know... them
1: to be robots to do exactly what these algorithms are, are, are meant to do.
0: And what is it built to do? It's built to keep you on the platform. So that they can continue to put more and more ads in mm-hmm. front of your eyeballs. right? And that is why, yeah, it's all of it. So that's mm-hmm. where it's start using the tools correctly. Yes. And if you can't or you don't know how, then man, ask for help or back away. It's, right.
1: It's just take.
0: It's common. He, and it's stuff that right. we you would do that's common sense anyway, is that if there's a jackhammer in front of you and you've never used one before, mm-hmm. it's probably pretty unlikely that you're going to, that one. You're going to try and use it mm-hmm. or two, you're going to not ask how to properly use it and you are then to
1: do damage. Well, yeah.
0: What you're going to go do is you're going to go use it to fix the plumbing in your house. Yeah.
1: Or if for me, the metaphor is like, if you can't stop eating the jelly donuts that are in your house, right. then stop buying the jelly donuts. So they're not in your house. It's, it's simple stuff, but that doesn't mean it's easy. Right. And, but that's needs to be it. It's just take simple steps is doctor your own newsfeed to something that makes you happy. Right. That it allows you to be a better person that fills you with hope and inspiration. Right. As opposed to outrage and anguish.
0: Mm-hmm. And Or have it be on topics of things for me it's is less about having something that's like feel good and warm and fuzzy is that it's do you dig do you dig woodworking? Do you dig
1: Right, it's is fill it with things be, that, that are, are uh, interests and hobbies. And again, right. but things that, that are that are going to allow you to walk away from it in a better mental state that will allow you to take action to do something to better your own life exactly so you can do that again by uh not sharing the nonsense by monitoring who's on your feed monitoring how long you're mindlessly scrolling Mm -hmm. right those are things and then other etiquette to consider is that this and this was for me the foundation of wanting to do this episode is that it's you need to understand That and especially and this is gets very convoluted in this community because it's a small town. Yeah. But it's the same way. We're like when you were a teacher, you had a Mr. Fairbanks page, and even then, you would not allow your students to be friends with you until they graduated high school. You would not allow parents to be friends with you. No. And your personal page is your first and middle name, so it would not be searchable if nobody knew your middle name. And it still still is. is that way. Right. And that was very purposeful because Mm -hmm. you were allowed to share, um, things and, and you never share things that are, that are controversially driven. And that's important, but you'll share things about working out or you'll share things that are personal about our family or whatever it is on your personal page. Right. But there was a vast separation of that. And And it seems, and again, mm -hmm. uh, my demographic is there are too many people, in my opinion, in this community that have one Facebook page and they are teachers and they are prominent community members and right. they are friends with their students, parents and their
0: clients, their
1: clients. like it, it gets very convoluted very quickly. And I am friends with uh, with a lot of my kids, teachers and and other people like that and sometimes they share things that are like oh, do you have any idea yeah
0: that 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 is not private you realize that, like all of us can see and it's see then that.
1: that's what's such, is such an interesting disconnection is everybody wants to go stand outside and yell at the top of their lungs their opinions mm-hmm. and shove them in everyone's face right but then be equally surprised that There are consequences to those actions. Right. So the same way that it seems common sense that you don't send a dick pic to somebody, Mm -hmm. it should be common sense that controversial topics do not belong on a social media platform. If you, it's the same way as me not dressing as a hooker going to Walmart because I'm representing the dental office and the community that I work for is that if you live in this area and you work in this area and you are friends with other Contributive members of this society and our community, that you need to be thoughtful about the things that you share.
0: Well, because you're not a hooker, right? But if you're a hooker, you should dress like one, because that'll help generate business.
1: But, but, like, but that's
0: my, but that, but that, that right. means to be understood that it's like, well, then why I could do whatever I want? Right. I'm allowed but to it's, dress. It's like, yeah, you are, but the issue is, is that unless that is that going to help you? No. But it's no. like, it's the
1: same thing. Like, and we have, I have to be careful with like my own parents who own a business is my dad for sure has very strong political opinions. For sure. And there is not, now granted their, their business page is separate from my dad's personal profile, but for sure the things that he shares, if someone were to search him, it could negatively affect his business. Definitely. And that's, it's, if you are a teacher. If you are a healthcare worker, if you are a lawyer or a social worker or or any country, if you own a business, please be careful about what you share. There should be nothing in your profile on a personal page that, it, that it, okay.
0: Where you are representing presented. your business. Right. Like you need to understand. And,
1: or that you don't monitor your friends list. You, John, know exactly. Who is seeing your stuff? Because right. you have optimized your Facebook profile for such things. It
0: is true. So, so then, therefore, if I post stuff about whiskey, or I'm using the f word, or I'm doing certain things, I am not worried that one of my students' parents right. are going to watch that. Because at the end of the day, that it's just it, right. it does not benefit me, no. but it does benefit me now because this is my population. These are the people, right? That right, I want and, to be speaking but to. most
1: people do not have that. Most right. people that are my age and older have one Facebook page and they share it's like, Well, I'm sharing my life on it, and it's yeah, but like, remember, just the same way that you're allowed to be friends with people that are offside Facebook, you are allowed to keep things private, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, your political opinions, your opinion on p- police brutality, race issues, abortion religion, any of the taboo subjects Mm -hmm. that you should know as a functional human in society, you know what the taboo subjects are. Right. The same way that you would not sit around your Thanksgiving table and start spouting off the crazy shit that Uncle Rico's talking about because you know that that's inappropriate. You need to have that same recognition when it comes to social media.
0: Because the fact that the tool in which you're using it on is not built...
1: And it's for that. And whether you like it or not, it is painting you in a very specific light, and you are writing your own resume for the future. So if you ever again, if you ever were to go, but there's nothing
0: here. But here's the important: is that that there are important conversations that need to be had. Right, the Equal Justice Initiative. Right is going to use social media as a business and they're going to say, but at the end of the day, while they're while, um, so they are folks that like help work on, get people off of death row. Mm -hmm. But you have to understand that there needs to be a deeper discussion that comes. It's not just going to be from the one post that then says something that could be like really triggering. Mm -hmm. And it's like, well, Oh man. And that, that hits you kind of right in the fields, or you kind of feel maybe offended by that a little bit. And it's, there's a reason why that's the case Mm -hmm. there's another step that needs to be happening and if it's not being happened if it's not happening Mm -hmm. then there's that's where the problem is and i think people just feel like it's i need to share this and i need to be able to put it out there because this is my opinion
1: but again for me it's then tell it to your spouse if you need to get it out talk talk to a friend talk to your spouse or again get a damn blog And post it there. why
0: is the blog more appropriate? Because this is, I want to end this on this, because it's, why is the blog more appropriate in your opinion?
1: Because it is a personal thing. Right. Where you are allowed to spout off your crazy in a more private situation. Now, can people Google your blog? Can people get to your blog? Absolutely. But But the algorithms do not allow for the perpetuation of outrage and just crazy, crazy bullshit. There, our feeds are so full of the crazy bullshit.
0: Because it only benefits. It only benefits those short clips. Yep. The blog is a long form. Exactly. Yeah. That's the it's for me. It comes down to yes, humility, and you got to have it. But it comes down to
1: time. time. I understand that you
0: just you are able to give more to it. So I'm pretty And that's sh-
1: important. And it's yeah. the same way that whether you think Trump is a savior from Jesus or the devil incarnate, no matter what your opinion of him is, is that you are not able to get a complete picture of who he is unless you listen, not to the clips that are posted by Bill Maher or by Fox news, Right. but it's just, you need to listen to that dude talk mm-hmm. for a three hour period. Right. Like Bernie Sanders. Right. Like, you know, it, it. it's, that's how you, you Cause guess what? get to know more of what that truth truly is.
0: And the reality is is that this is one thing that's beneficial about and you've got to take it with a grain of salt too, but this is what's nice about books. When people books. write books or when they do these yeah. things and, and the reality is, is the art of a deal, yeah. pretty much lots of people are like, it's pretty good. Yeah. Like this is an intelligent, so it's just it's, there are there are important mediums. Yeah. For how things should happen. Mm-hmm. And I think that depending on where you are at or your understanding, it's the same way that the pendulum swings in history. And as we go from one end of the spectrum, we're gonna to swing to the other, and then we slowly come back to the middle, and that always gonna happen.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I think the same thing is happening when it comes to how we consume media of where let's go way back in time how was anything ever told and it was or shared and how were things written and shared from one generation to the next and it was through spoken word so people only are sharing through spoken word and as you go all the way down to the most extreme where you have vines or tiktoks or different things that have become more popular where it's like 7 second seconds, videos right. To where it's all the way down that it's just, it's not going to do it justice. Yeah. And so you have these- There's a time
1: form. and a place for certain mediums. Right. And, and the problem is, is that Facebook has become the vomit well, of all of our brain activity.
0: What we think is that Facebook is, because it's the biggest and it's the most popular, that it therefore does everything. And that is a big mistake. And that's a mistake, is no it, it serves a specific purpose for a specific thing, and that's what, what it needs to be used for. And so we need to understand better of what these tools are and how we use them. Thank you. Goodbye. You can find us on social media for at It's Possible Virtual Solutions. Find us on Instagram at at It's Possible VS. That's V is in victory, S is in Sam at It's Possible VS. You can also find us on Facebook at It's Possible Virtual Solutions. You can find John at on Instagram at jbanksfl. And you can find Amy on Instagram at amy.m.fairbanks. That's A-I-M-E-E.m.fairbanks on Instagram. If you're interested in being able to uh, talk to us more about some different things that you have going on, you'd love to be able to get our input and be able to have us possibly come in and work with you and help you with the things that you have going on, shoot us an email at info at com. That's info at com.